Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome guys to this week's episode of Hit Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. If you had listened to last week's episode, and I hope you did, um, you would have been aware that we are doing a two-part, and you can see it by the credits, uh, or the title card, we're going to do a two-part um, episode of classic albums this couple of weeks, and the first week was Iron Maiden's seminal first album, Iron Maiden, and the artwork behind it. This week's uh, is going to be a track-by-track breakdown um, as best I can for this hugely um, important album Uh, we're going to do side one first part side two second part now just to give you a little heads up now some people I know there are people that don't listen to podcasts all the way through and that's fair enough Uh, you consume your media how you want to consume it it saddens us um, content makers oh god I hate that term Um, us that make these things um, that you don't, but you know, each into their own. But do hang around because right at the end, um, I will have for the first time an exclusive on the show. I'll be playing a track all the way through. Now, no, sadly, it's not Iron Maiden um, because I don't have the copyright rules for that. We've talked about that before. This is from a UK band that's been around since 2012. Um, they reached out to me to interview them, which I'll be doing in about five weeks I'm coming back from um, I'm going away and I'll be away for about three or four weeks so um, the content I'm doing now is pre-recorded so I can't really get them in sadly but I will be doing that from probably the second week in Feb maybe the third depending on where we are uh, anyway uh, there'll be a the first song off their album is going to be played at the end in entirety now heads up it can be quite extreme it's certainly not um, if you're an Iron Maiden nut and can't listen to anything with extreme vocals it may not be for you it has a mixture of clean and extreme it does it's very much an Opeth kind of feel I feel a little bit near Bliviscaris as well um, that's for a different day and that's. but I'm going to play it in its entirety anyway um, and so you will have to open your ears and have a listen it's going to be called Beholden by a band called Past the Fall. That's Past the Fall. Um, F A L L, not F O U L, F O L E, or whatever. Past the Fall. And only I, I say that because I've had some feedback that because I've got an English accent, sometimes people don't understand the words I'm saying. So, yes, Past the Fall. Uh, it's only um, like three or four minutes long. It's not a long. A track but I please do please do hold in and have a listen because that will lead into um, when we do interview members of the band anyway that aside uh, thank you also for the feedback on the first episode I really really enjoyed the artwork one because being an artist myself and um, in and loving the 
sort of artwork of albums is uh, always been a, a bit of a well, a big pleasure of mine, a large part of my life. So it's really nice that I could share that with you. Anyway, ramble, ramble, ramble. Some tea, sorry. You have to forgive me this. Um, having a very packed and busy life, <clears throat> as you can, everyone does these days. Um, and having this travel, this trip on my mind, I sort of am cramming all this recording um, for the next four weeks in sort of like a, a, a five-day. Um, period so some of the upcoming episodes may be slightly shorter um, I don't know yet I'm, I'm, I might edit them down I might not you know me I don't really edit them so if they turn out short they turn out shorter if they turn out longer they turn out longer I may if I um, burn out I just re upload um, a, a classic episode uh, so you guys can revisit that um, which I might do anyway for, for the last week I'm away. So anyway, no. Without further ado, let's move on to Iron Maiden's Iron Maiden. So the first side. Right, let's get my. The first side of the album opens with the Prowler. Then we have Remember Tomorrow, Running Free, and Phantom of the Opera. And interestingly enough, running times. You know, three minutes fifty-six, five thirty, three twenty-two, and seven minutes two for Phantom. Okay, which is the longest track on the album the whole album doesn't hang around it's 37 minutes and 39 seconds um classic brilliant wonderful length time for me all right okay uh, all the tracks are written by steve harris except for running free that was diano had a, a little part on that one um and charlotte the harlot had dave murray writing sorry itchy guy writing on it as well so where do we begin here now I mean, it's, it's difficult, isn't it, to 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 eulogise or to um, to to explain quite what it means to someone. It's, I mean, I, I try it. It's what I do. It's part of my oeuvre. Um, uh, is to it, this is what I do. But I did still find it a little bit tricky um, coming into this, you know, thinking about the music itself, and I'm, I opened up myself with thinking is this what I would call the eponymous you know um, flag bearing um, uh, banner waving uh, call to arms that the new wave of British heavy metal um, had is it is it is this the album and I'm actually going to say quite controversially no it isn't um, I think it's the it's the it's the infant stage, the proto stage of the movement. I think Killers is probably the one I would say that 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 uh, epot uh, eponymizes or says yes, this is this is Nawabam, this is us, um, this is the movement. These are the this is the flag I'm flying. I think Killers, is, so Iron Maiden was like a typical, you know, bands out there. There are bands out there listening to this, um, and they would know this. And there are people who are not in bands who still would know this. That your first album comes along and you stuff it full of all the stuff you've played live for. Well, traditionally, not so much now, but you used to stuff it full of live stuff. You know that you'd played ad nauseum. You'd written since you were fourteen. You'd written. You know you'd grown up with it. You knew that when you went into that studio, you had limited time, limited money, and you you know limited experience and so you're in the hands of producers and you know engineers and you so say you just want to do what you do well so heads down you know bums up um and bang just go into those handful of songs that you know like the back of your hand and so that's why i think this one um album isn't the Nawabum flagship flagship album because it it can't be because it was written 90% of it was written um, years before the whole the album movement whole 1980s movement uh, that, ar that arrived uh, so it sort of is on itself uh, um, a snapshot of the if you were to draw a graph I think the peak of your heavy rock and you're coming in to it was what was maybe considered heavy metal and I think it was because 
it was genreified, if you know what I mean, by then. You know, with your Sabbaths and your priests coming in, sort of. So you had that, you know, and then the the, the mix of sort of, and there is not. I don't think there was a lot of blues influence on this album. You can hear it because all modern, almost most guitar solos from had are in some kind of blues key or blues scale um and then then anyway and more so then um so there's a little bit of blues influence but it's mainly your heavy rocks your zeppelin influences and and even though that it's not there to the untrained ear there's a lot of progressive rock mixed in with that we know that because we know that bruce no it wasn't bruce he wasn't there yet we know that steve harris was a is a big prog head so it had its influences there um so i don't think it is i think it's the proto new album album if anything um very much like you know stuff that like um the, the new york dolls and uh the kinks and david bowie were proto punk bands um and and performers it's the same way with these guys here so we end up let's let's jump right now okay let's this this answer the elephant in the room steve harris does not like the the mix and the final sound on this album because let's be honest and i'm not saying this because i i'm genuinely mean it he's a musical genius i mean i we all chuck the term musical genius around far too easily but he's a musical genius so um, you know, he's got a very, very, very discerning ear. As I said before, way back a minute ago, you don't have the money, you don't have the time, you don't have the experience, you don't have the power or the privilege. So you take what was given to you and you, you know, and you say thank you and you release this album because let's be honest, the, can you imagine the, the, the thrill, the wonderment when that first piece of black extruded polyvinyl lands off the pressing deck and into a paper sleeve how amazing you feel because you spent your whole life dreaming about having your voice your music your imprint of your soul on that record on a record forever and ever amen all eternity there then right bear your soul and can you imagine that the thrill they got when that came out they wouldn't sat there and gone Oh my God, this sounds terrible. I think they would have loved it at the time. I think Steve would have loved it at the time to what he could, you know, take it what he could. It's only with the ear of experience. I mean, there's rumours that Bruce is going to um, re-record the album. Uh, and I don't know if he should. That's a different conversation, I think. That's a whole different conversation. Anyway, that aside. So that's it for me. So taking away what you might think the sound quality is and listening to Steve and take it on note that it isn't that it isn't as heavy as it could be, and yet it does sound and often feels like it's being played through a plexiglass wall. It has that sort of they've turned it up to ten, but you're quite a distance away um, sort of thing with this album. There's points where, as a as a trained ear, I can't hear it peak. It doesn't warm and round. Um, it doesn't um, envelop you like say if you put on Number of the Beast that album like wraps its arms around you and takes you for a walk you know it, it, it's it got a, a wholly enveloping and developed sound and uh, this album doesn't have that and look is that is that a, a fallback from punk um, possibly I doubt it you know you can you can you can blame punk for a lot of things you can't blame it for um, engineering sounds of heavy rock records you just can't it's just to do with the studio the producer the money and the time um, it was pumped out in a day wasn't it they recorded in a couple of days and done so it's not like you you know I mean Black Sabbath's first album was recorded in a day uh, and that sometimes if you place that album um, God forbid I'm going to get crucified here um, that has a sound to it that isn't as thick and as unctuous and as flowing as it could be Anyway, that's the bit I wanted to get. I don't want to linger on that. Let's move firstly on to the Prowler, okay? What a way to open this album. You know, you've got your staccato guitar coming in stereo, 
And if you have a mono print, there are mono prints, mono, but it comes through stereo, you know. You've got that attack, 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 um, twin guitar sound, you know. Uh, now, it's not the... It's, it, it is um, not uh, Adrian Smith. We know that. We've mentioned this last week. For those that didn't listen to last week, it is Dennis Stratton on guitars, and he only did the one album. But still, it has that sound. It has that... Um, maiden sound that we all know and love so well right so it comes with that lovely you know wow 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 it's 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 got a because it's got a wah they're using a wah through this uh i'm sure that i can hear a wah i think that's definitely a wah and it, they've gated it open slightly and it's this amazing kind of um almost new york swagger and i think that kind of uh, American, I mean, it's not by any means an American sounding song, but it feels like they've just, oh, you know what? Actually, no, I'll take that back. It, to me, it has this uh, a glam rock feel. That's more like it. Because I was thinking New York Dolls, so I mentioned it earlier, that's why I went to New York. It's got a, almost a Bowie-esque um, uh, sort of swagger and attack to it. It really, really does. And you know, you've got a couple of bars of that, and then you have this lovely little bit of um, uh, legato going on, you know, fantastic little trill. And then in comes, for the first time, uh, the voice. The voice that I I adored Paul Diano's voice. Um, I, I really do. I hold it there with Bruce quite, quite comfortably um, because I come from many very musical backgrounds you know that and I absolutely adore and I love punk and and Diano's big Ramones fan a big punk fan um, he just wanted to be play rock and roll and he wanted to be in a band it didn't matter what I don't think it really mattered to him that it was heavy metal I think he just wanted to be in a band and it had he's got that untrained rawness that you don't get with Bruce I mean Bruce is a, a, a beautifully trained voice you know and they call him the siren for a reason right but, but but Paul Diano had this untrained voice, same way like I love Fish from Rulian, is this untrained voice, this, I'm just going to do it, right? Now, because he's untrained, he, he did wreck himself. I mean, you do a lot of drugs and drink a lot of alcohol, fair enough as well, but when you're untrained and your voice is untrained, you, you tend to do things that are detrimental to your voice and vocal cords. Um, but anyway, it's a sound that, this particular song, I think, is a sound that... They they carry through for the whole album. It has this rhythmic theme all the way through, and I think it does have that glam feel. Uh, but it's just it's just that. Hang on, I'm just gonna. I just love the lyrics. Walking through the city, looking oh so pretty. I've just got to find my way. See the ladies flashing and their legs lashes, and I've got to find my way. Now, you can know what it's about. Clearly, you know what it's about. I mean, it's The Prowler. So, there was a movie released in the early 80s called The Prowler, but I don't know if that was 1980. It could have been a bit later. Um, that's with special effects by Tom Savini. It's a brilliant movie, in fact. When I say brilliant, no, that's not true. It's a piece of trash. But um, <laughs> as cinema goes, but it is really violent and graphic, and it's a staple of slasher movies of the early 80s, I think. I doubt, I doubt that's based on that, though. Um, I couldn't see any research based it. Um, and then it sort of talks about um, crawling through the bushes with it open wide. What you see in girl, can't you believe that you're, that, that feeling? You can't believe it. You can't believe your eyes. I think, yeah, it's probably just about sexual predators, to be honest with you. Um, got me feeling myself and reeling around. I, I mean, it's pretty... It's unfortunately this is where um, the machismo and some of the negative vi um, vibes that um, heavy metal got in the early 80s uh, to some extent that it was all quite misogynistic. I don't think that's the case. I think that's just linked with um, their love of horror movies and their and also like the artwork as well. You know, it's all very urban. It's very um, I don't know. It, it, yeah. 
it's just very it's 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 a typical um laddie kind of song you know and i still think it's one of my favorites i when i do it if i ever do a maiden like like uh spotify list this is always one of the first ones in fact it probably usually sits around one of the first that i do um possibly because i'm influenced by it's the first song on the first album it might be that might be the case um but you know it is just wonderful piece of music you know and it's got some you know, some you know amazing um bass parts on it like um i think one of the looking listen to it back now with more critical ears i think one of the reasons steve doesn't like it that much is i have to say the bass parts have played down a bit thin and i think that he's being him wants to be more forward there's a brilliant solo in the middle um the drums are very very punky right they're hitting this you know um feels like a, a, a four four you know, four eight rhythm and they just they just you know it feels um you know there's a, there's a lot of tom work going on um and again it's thinly recorded yeah but i think that gives it that that a little bit more feel then you know after we we jump from that we remember we go into I'm playing that. We go into Remember Tomorrow. Remember Tomorrow is, I think, is look. It's it's a brave move. It's a brave move to jump from something high-paced and um, futuristic in its sound to some extent on the Prowler to um, almost a, a ballady type song. It's definitely, I think, there a to try and promote. Um, Diano's vocal range but also I think it's in the set to give him a bit of a rest to be honest with you um, vocally because you do have that wonderful and also it opens with Steve's you know come on it's all Bruce it's all Steve 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 you know you've got that lovely little um, sort of uh, doom, 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 you know it's um, it, 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 it's very much showing off Steve's abilities with a, a, a fuckload of atmosphere. I mean, it really has got a truckload of atmosphere. Um, I saw it live, Pordiano played this live, and yeah, he butchered it. Um, but he was in his, I mean, this was, you know, he was not in a, a good space vocally, physically. You had a cane. I had people, friends of mine, walk out on him after that one, and I, because it was their favorite song. And I, I look, you see someone like that, you don't go to see they're not, they're 21, do you? You just have to understand who they are. You really do. Um, now let's get let's get the lyric for this up. Okay. Unchain the colours before my eyes. Yesterday's sorrows, tomorrow's white lies. Scan the horizon, the clouds take me higher. Oh, you can hear that? I just press play on them. I'm playing the vocals. I, the way to get the, vocal, the lyric on this is I have to use Spotify to get the lyric up. And sometimes I forget to turn the volume down. Um, I know I'd love to play it, you know I would, but uh, unfortunately, it is not allowed, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes. Okay. Oh, riveting up, riveting, uh, riveting radio. Um, the clouds take me higher. I shall return from out of the out of the tears of remembrance and tears of joy, tears for somebody, this lonely boy. Out in the madness, the all-seeing eye flickers above us. The light up to light up the sky. Unchain the colours before my eyes. To be honest, I don't bloody know what he's talking about. Um, I've listened to this thing since I was a young boy, and I still don't quite know. I'm sure that Paul will tell you, uh, or even it wasn't Paul. It, it was um, it's um, Steve. Will, it will tell you, um, but hey. Uh, I'm sure what it's basically trying to say to you um, is, oh no, it was Paul and Harris. Sorry, I don't know. I, I think it's just a way of showing and uh, and creating atmosphere. Um, Steve is and always will be an amazing showman. So the atmosphere in this song is is brilliant. It does peak? Doesn't? It's not always at this low, smoke, slow tempo. It does have some really lovely. Um, uh, almost hollow-esque empty sounds like no no sound but space um, and it does it's brave it's very very brave 
you you put this on maybe the last track of the album or three tracks in when someone who's bought the album has never heard the band. You know, I mean, the, the old days you couldn't skip. You had to pick up and move the needle. So it wasn't that brave. You were there with it, right? But the CD generation would probably skip this because they'd go, this isn't um, Heavy Metal Man. I can't bang my head. Man. Whatever, right? But to me, it's it's a, a, a nice... Um, a nice prelude to what's going to come after it and that's the first single off the album Running Free now I don't need to give you any I don't need to, ex- to explain to you Running Free I shouldn't need to okay um, I just really shouldn't but I will do because there are people out there who may never have heard Running Free right now this song this my ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um is to me um, the antithesis of this album. This is the one song, along with Sanctuary, um, that I go to and go. This, if if you could transport me back um, forty years to the you know the marquee or the coach and horses or the even to be honest, I mean the Hammers Brody doesn't they played. You could take me back to those venues. Please play me this. Um, big, splashy, um, semi-muted drum parts. Driving, simplistic, um, I think it's in the court, key of E, uh, bass parts. Um, the, this, uh, you know, this sort of... rock and roll-esque kind of... of uh, you know, almost Chuck Berry-esque. Uh, sorry, guys, I've got... My neighbours have been really loud and they're gardening and they're shouting in the other room. So if, um, if you hear them, you shouldn't. But if you do, I apologise. Anyway, so the sort of rock and roll feel, right? And here's the lyric. You know, I love it. It opens with, OK. It's just, you know, it's just a call to arms for this. Have some fucking fun, OK? Just 16, a pickup truck. Out of money, out of luck. I've got nowhere to call my own. Hit the gas and here I go. I'm running free, yeah, I'm running free. Um... I spend the night in an LA jail. Now, okay, you have to understand, uh, I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that back in the 70s, uh, England was a shithole, a almighty shithole. Um, and so we were all fighting for the better life, right? We wanted to be somewhere else, most of us at the time. And America was the golden... Um, chalice that we were all trying to find and get to um now in, in retrospect we realize it was really probably not that we know it wasn't that good but we back then it was like hey we want to play america we want to be in america you know sunshine women in bikinis um burgers rock and roll you know these sort of these sort of stereotypes we don't see the racism the healthcare issues um the minimum wage these sort of things we weren't seeing that right we were just seeing and also, say, by the way, I'm not going to go America. It's a lovely country. I'm not going to go. Um, I'm just making, this is what was the case. So it wasn't much different from what we were going through. Um, it was just more sunnier, right? And so he's written a song about, you know, um, a fantasy song about, you know, escaping, running away from the police in LA, you know, um, La 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 Land, land of, of opportunity where the roads are paved with gold sort of thing, right? Um, and poured her at the bottle poured her at the bottle top whiskey dancing disco hop now all the boys are after me and that's why it's going to be where well, it's going to be I'm running free now that lyric there poured her at the bottle top whiskey dancing disco hop does that mean that he is the character has he done something what the Prowler has done? Is it connected to the Prowler? Is he a sex pest? Has he done something nasty? Did he just, you know, um, try to uh, um, pull um, someone else's girlfriend? You know, bird, as he would put it. Um, possibly. And then he gets arrested for um, for fighting. And then he gets out of prison and he runs and he goes on the run. It's just a... F- I mean, musically, it's just bouncy you know the drumming's great the solo in the middle is something 
you know. I know it's it's Stratton and Murray, and so, you know, I struggled to hear what the Stratton solo is, um, but with the Murray solos, but it's there. It's it's really sharp. It's very youthful. It sounds we are young. It doesn't have a mature sound. Well, not as mature as it does become later on, and not as chunky. And it might be down to the the production value. Anyway, so that's running free. Then we move. Oh, see that? I, you can hear that. I almost hit the music because I am. Um, this was that really good, iconic three chord opening as well. Now, Transylvania. Transylvania. What can I say about Transylvania? Um, again, horror related themes. Now, I thought they were, you, they're brave. You would think well, they're brave with running with. Um, remember tomorrow but then a lot of times a lot of bands <clears throat> so I have some tea would chuck in a, um, a an instrumental that was for some time instrumentals used to be on the b-side of singles but this thing is he has this he's that you know dun 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 and then it goes into the what we what we know to become and what we love, the Maiden Gallop, the Steve Harris Gallop. Um, and, you know, horror movies were very big back then. And this is all, you know, the, the new wave of British Evermore movement was trying to find its visual um, footprint and its, and its identity. And I think they were looking at all sorts of things, you know, horror movies, science fiction. They were hanging out at the comic shops, which is the one I've talked to before, which is Golden Eyed. Uh, Golden-haired and blue-eyed. Was it blue-eyed and golden-haired they were? Or one of those. It's that store in in, 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 uh, in London. You know, that became... Then, then, of course, they were at Forbidden Planet and, and so on uh, in Dean St- uh, on Dean Street. Um, but, you know, they, they, they were trying to... They were grabbing all these themes because they wanted to be different and it was something that was... That, you, know, you know, Sabbath had done it with their horror themes they're sort of copying on a bit and it is a beautiful piece of music it's gallopy it's fast it's got nuances the drumming is i mean it's just again we know it's not um clive burr we know that but it's still it's got this you know um oh no sorry it's clive burr i'm talking about dickhead sorry 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 i well, I thought that, you know, I was doing, I was doing research and I was thinking about, I was thinking about Samson before they signed and, yeah, anyway, it's, it is Clive, but it's sophisticated from a young man. He was one of the best drummers in rock history, rest his, God rest his soul. Um, for an untrained, unprofessional drummer, um, he put swing where swing never was. He had a beautiful, beautiful understanding of swing in a tempo and 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 the their syncopation is just you know i try to be syncopated i used to get syncopated but i took a lot of brands i'm okay now old drummer's joke right anyway so transylvania transylvania you know again not a long um piece of music uh where am i looking at the track times for that they're looking at um oh hang on what's happened here no i've skipped one Transylvania side two. Oh my lord. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I, I've boo booed. I written down, I looked down the book. I'm thinking, I remember Transylvania being the third track on the album. So, those that have listened to the last few minutes, um, hold that, remember it, and think, Tone, you dickhead, and it's going to be for side two. <laughs> oh my god. I've got notes everywhere. I've got my phone open, I've got my notebook open, I've obviously just turned the page, and I'm in the flow. Anyway. That was Transylvania, which does open. God, does open side two. Let's ignore that for the moment. Let's now look at um, the last track on side one, which is seven minutes to Phantom of the Opera. So, horror themed again. What a surprise. Uh, it has, it was one of the, okay, picture young Tony. He's 11 years old. He hasn't got guitar, but he's got a he's got a tennis racket, and I've painted frets on the handle of this wooden tennis racket. And I was I sat there, 
and tried to learn without having actual strings or any guitar the guitar part to Phantom of the Opera all right because it opens with that wonderful call and respond respond you know and then you've got so it's creating this if you know the Phantom of the Opera story about the bookman that gets disfigured and falls in love with the opera performer and haunts the lives in the cellars of the opera and haunts the opera because he's in love with the, the lead the, the opera the operatic singer and he's anyway it's got that it almost has an operatic feel it feels like someone in the orchestra pit is is giving it you know an opening to a, a, a beautiful opera all right um i got the lyric uh, come on yeah i've been looking so long for you now you won't get away from my grasp you've been living so long in hide, in hiding in hiding behind that false mask actually see what he's what he's doing there, what they're doing there uh, is there he well steve is he's um doing a beautiful thing that we do in in art and music is he's he's using his ability to uh get inside uh the the phantom and and and, and relate his feelings about how he feels about the female that he's in love with and that she's had this false mask now steve is a big reader okay and so he would have read phantom the opera um and so he would have he would have really studied that book before he wrote that lyric now, the book's by gaston larue it's i mean it's a french book uh it's quite a, a thick syrupy book but you know if you're a big reader like steve then um you know you you, you sort of get you just consume it anyway look um I've realised I'm going way over. I'm 35 minutes in. I haven't even had a break yet. So let, I know I was going to do part one, one side, part two. There. I think that's going to have to be scrapped. Um, let's have a break, and I'll come back, and we'll carry on from there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
Welcome back, guys. Um, yeah, so sorry about that. I could, I got in, I couldn't stop my thought train, so it went a bit longer. So yes, so you know, you got the dun 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 dun, and then it beats, it speeds up and speeds up and speeds up like this. It's ferocious. It's beautiful speed, and then you get that. Oh yeah, and then it just goes into the gallop, and it is a a wondrous piece of music. It is actually my top five maiden songs every time that someone asks me what my favorite maiden songs are that is in always inevitably in my top five and here babies is where steve harris shines that wonderful middle eight you know do but a 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 do but and then you've got the guitar comes in over the top mimicking steve it's just um it's like, hey guys, look what I can do. Look at the speed of my fingers. Look how, I mean, I'm a bass player and I, I look at Steve in, in rapturous awe of his um, ability to just, you know, move up that, that fretboard in with such ease. Now he's, he's um, originally a drummer, so he, he, his mind, plays music in a way on the bass like he's playing drums and I think that with most bass players have that kind of feel but he's really really deeply stuck in that groove you know and it sort of it shows on this brilliant side to closer it really is um, an absolute classic and here we get for the first time I think and I might be wrong guys but I think for the first time is where we get the proggy time changes in this song alone three maybe four times changes uh and that's just i mean it blows my mind these are young men now this is what the beauty of prog music is because it, it opened up these young guys to more um eclectic uh interesting difficult um musical nuances and and it's just a, a wondrous time change and it just goes and it you know and it has that fantastic fantastic vocal line for Paul Diano you know and it ends when it mirrors the beginning it is very very operatic in that respect now moving on oh whoop can you hear that I had that moment. Transylvania we can ignore Transylvania because I've done it, because I'm an idiot, you know. Um, and they might say he doesn't know his bad albums, he doesn't know his research, he's an idiot. No, it, I'm an old man syndrome, and because I've got like five shows to do in the next couple of days, I have papers lying around. I'm not trying to shortchange you listeners. I'm not. It's just sometimes you make errors, right? Doesn't matter. Um, now we move into. I'm just going to check. I've got it right this time. Tony Evans, you idiot. Um, the next one is Strange World at 5 minutes 43. Well, it's actually the second on side B, but we can rediscuss that. This is not a song, and I'm going to be honest, it's not a song that I tend to go back to. It's not a song that even really um, is that no album should, I hate the term all filler no killer some albums have filler right this is my filler track on the album now it might fit some people it's my filler track on the album it's another one of those ones where in the set Paul needs a rest right it's you know another sort of balladesque kind of thing opens with a lot of space a lot of out, out, well, um, otherworldly type guitar stuff and strange world you know again I would probably say that it is um, based on literature, I haven't researched that. Let's do that live, listeners. Let's let's do it. Um, okay, strange world book. I would say that most of this is stuff is, and I've made a boo boo of it, and I haven't noticed it. No strange world, strange world by Ed Edward Frank. Okay. Um, no, it can't be that, it's 1985. Oh, Frank Edwards, carefully authenticated. Yeah, Frank Edwards. So it's a science fiction novel uh, written in 1953. 
Um, it's a collection, of, an anthology of science fiction stories. Well, there you go. So, you know, it it is, oh, 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 you know, without knowing the book, and now I'm going to have to go and read that now. You know that, guys. I'm going to have to put this to bed when I've finished and go and get the bloody book and read it because um, that's me. Um, it's it's otherworldly. You know, it uh, it has, it, you know, the lyric here, the only the only place where you can dream living here is not what it seems ship of wild light in the sky nobody there no reason why i mean without reading the book i can't tell you what it's about it's just a science fiction book that obviously steve harris was very uh influenced by let's leave it at that shall we um now the next one on on the track on the album is charlotte the harlot what a fucking cracker this this is and again you see it's a bit of a roller coaster of an album, isn't it? This is why I would say it's not um, uh, the, the the first new album album, really. Um, this is a brilliant song. So this is an old song, I believe. Charlotte the Harlot um, was b- recorded and written sometime before um, uh, before um, the band was really. Um, sort of big you know like when they're just young and, and running songs um, let me just get this where am I okay um, now I'm not doing the singles by the way I'm not going to review the music of the singles that one on the album I'm not going to do it purely because um, I've got there's too much for for um, there's too much I haven't got enough time to, to be to be honest with you. Sorry, sorry, sadly, guys. I might do that another time. But anyway, just doing the album releasing songs. So yeah, Charlotte the Harlot. Um, we all know the lyric. If we don't know the lyric, um, I'm going to read it to you now. Um, it's a uh, one of those great live, um, a great live uh, album uh, songs. Giving a squish with your ass in the air. Don't know what they're, what they're saying. Charlotte, you're so refined. When you take all the love that they're all giving. Sticking with every man that you find. Don't you know they're, they're what they're after? Charlotte, you've got your legs in the air. Don't you hear all their laughter? Basically, she's a prostitute. What's what Harlot means? Prostitute, right. It may not be she's an actual prostitute. Um... It just, it just means that she gives it away a bit easily, if you know what I mean. The, the, I love, I mean, obviously musically, it's pounding, it's got that gallop, it's fast, it's got that great intro, guitar intro, um, the drumming on it is just crazy. Um, you know, Charlotte the Harlot, show me your legs, Charlotte the Harlot, take me to bed, Charlotte the Harlot, let me see blood, Charlotte the Harlot, let me see love. I don't know what the blood bit is. Again... I'm not sure. Maybe it's just a rhythmic way of getting to love. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just a nuance. I mean, don't you feel no remorse? You change them a, a, a fiver only for starters. And then the main course, you've got no feelings. They died long ago. Yeah, see, it is, it, if you do read that lyric more closely, money's mentioned prostitution, obviously. Um, and again, that was quite a common practice, quite a common thing. It's a common thing. It's the oldest, it's the oldest profession, oldest profession in the world, of course. But it was quite a common thing um, uh, in the UK in the seventies, particularly in London and around the London area, um, where there is poverty, there is ways of making money. And when there is lack of education, and the welfare state is letting you down, and Thatcher is doing its thing, i.e., the singles we mentioned before, women in uniform being one of them. Um, you get, um, you get, you're gonna get, need, you're gonna need to make money, right? And sometimes that needs muscle when the devil drives. Again, this 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 album, this song has the patented Steve Harris, um, uh, you know, the the beauty of okay, those that don't know or don't play bass. I mean, there's a lot of people out there listening to are musicians, but if you understand, a lot of time for a long time. The bass is was just one octave below, um, and that's all you did, right? It was just one octave below the guitars, semi, and you just placed the you just played the 
rhythmic notes, the 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 the, um, the guitar part, but one octave down, um, usually. But with Steve, he has this because he writes all the music. Um, he has this sort of in his head. He he can, he he plays the bass like it's a guitar. I mean, it is a guitar, but it isn't a guitar, right? Okay, it's a it's a rhythm instrument. Um, and uh, percussive almost for me it's a percussive instrument anyway he, he has this very, and of course because he's the leader of the band he's going to push his his bass parts up in the mix and he does do what um, he's massive they were big Who fans and John Entwistle would often do that to cover um, the failings of uh, Pete Townsend now Townsend's a great guitarist but he had a in my opinion, quite had a quite a bit of failing when it come comes to the fact that he would, he could, you know, you can't play lead and rhythm really at the same time. You do need, if you want to have a rhythm guitarist, you have to have a rhythm guitarist. And um, even though Maiden have two guitars, because um, Steve Harris really wanted that Wishbone Ash um, twin guitar attack, uh, they weren't. One wasn't traditionally a rhythm guitarist, so both technically lead. So Steve would do the rhythm part. And he would use that his bass guitar to play the rhythms, the rhythm section. And this is what you get. This is why you get the sound you get with this. And it is a, a, a brilliant song live. Um, it's it, it, it is again, yeah. I think if you were thinking of grab a handful of songs from the first two Maidens albums to identify the band, it would be Phantom of the Opera. It would be Running Free. It would be Charlotte the Harlot. It it would. Um, of course. You know, women in uniform and sanctuary, absolutely. But if you're from the actual album, not singles that weren't album single, they weren't on the album. And then we run into the end, into the title track, the closing track of every tour they've ever done since uh, since that date. Um, when Eddie comes out, um, when you know, I am Maiden. I don't have to explain to you the song I am Maiden. I'm not going to explain it to you lyrically. You know what it's about. It's about it's a call to arms. It's Iron Maiden, we're going to get you. No matter where you are, right? It's saying that you could be in Tibet. You could be in Poland. You could be in Sydney. You could be in Outback Texas. You could uh, you could be Outback Australia. You could be bumfuck nowhere in the middle of America, right? But we will get you. And that doesn't mean we're going to attack you. I don't think it means we're going to beat you up. It's not an aggressive thing. It means they're going to pull you into the family of Maiden. And that's what their song is about. It's like Blood Brothers. It's why Blood Brothers is such an important song to the band, the modern era of the band. It's their equivalent. Blood Brothers is the equivalent of Maiden's Iron Maiden. Yeah, when they wrote it, they probably meant in a horror movie kind of context. But it has evolved to mean, you know, we're going to get you. It doesn't matter where you are you will have one of our records and that's and I think on your note one of our songs it's why they are the biggest band in the world they will always be the biggest band in the world why they are the ultimate and epitome of heavy metal right from the beginning to the end they have um, balance texture intelligence um, artistry um, musicianship um, they have charisma you know they're not up in our own up fundaments, you know, they're not there trying to play a seven string bass solo, they're not doing some chenty rubbish, you know, they're, they are what they are, and they know it, and Iron Maiden is that call to arms, and what a way to end a fucking good album, yeah, does it have its downsides, yes it does, I don't really like um, Strange World, and I can give or take um, Remember Tomorrow, Yes. Not because they're ballads. Don't say, oh, Tony, it's because they're ballads. But I had this conversation with my lovely wife walking home from um, a nice night out, um, a few cocktails down last night. Um, and I was saying I really hated the last two Aussie albums because it was all ballads and he should give up. I had been drinking. And she really sort of tore into me and, and told me that I was talking nonsense. And I think I'm that's possibly truthful. Uh, I was just going through some very heavily tinted, rose-tinted, alcohol-induced uh, eye covers. Um, anyway, that aside, they are they are very, 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 very 
um, important to us all. Anyone listens to this podcast who listens to heavy metal and says, I don't understand Iron Maiden or I don't listen to Iron Maiden, I think you need to take yourself and look yourself in the mirror and go, look, what's going on here? Come on now. Someone's got to have an intervention with you, tie you down and play you all the albums. Possibly not the Blaze Bailey era. Maybe, as I said, Sign of the Cross. Possibly. Um... I shouldn't, that's bad, you know, um, and for those guys that um, don't know what I'm talking about, you can revisit my Iron Maiden review stuff I've done, I do, I have come across, I have come over to that the dark side of the Bayes Bailey era, and I do now understand it, um, I had to have my own personal intervention, and this show did it for me, it was great, anyway, I'm coming to the end, I have overextended myself a bit, I'm sorry the first half was so long, um, and so I cocked up getting the, the running time, uh, putting Transylvania on the end of side two, on side one. What a numpty. I, I think it's the... I had a very late last, late last night. I had a few drinks. Um, it's Sunday morning here. I'm getting ready to leave to go to the UK, and it is getting a little bit... Uh, my head's a bit all over the place because I have to deal with stuff I don't really want to deal with. That's, that's life, right? Anyway... Um, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna finish now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sign off. Please stay with us. There is this new this song I mentioned at the beginning of the show by um, Past the Fall. Uh, I really enjoy you like it. I hope did you like it. What is that English? I really enjoy you like it. I really hope you like it. Duh. Um, I don't get my words in the right way around anymore. Uh, I really like it. It has this. As I said, it has a sort of. A sort of, um, yeah, a sort of Neobliviscaris, Opeth, progressive, extreme metal feel. It won't be for everyone. If you're a died and hold Iron Maiden fan, died and all Iron Maiden fan, you've come to the show for the first time, it may not be for you. Um, but hey, why don't you open your mind and have a listen? Anyway, um, you can find the album on Spotify, Apple iTunes. They've only got one album at the moment, but it's worth digging in. I'm going to interview the band in a few weeks' time, so I'm not going to go too much into that now. You can do your own research. Please enjoy the song. Um, now, bear with me. I did write the song title down because I'm an idiot. Bear uh, it. I mentioned it before. Okay, it's the first song of the album. It's called Beholden. Okay, and the album's title is From Insanity's Ruin released in 2021 I think COVID has interfered with lots of that sort of stuff anyway enjoy um, and I'll talk to you next week guys bye for now
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.